Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So I hope you got a lot out of uh, last week's talk and the introduction to empathy. And so this week we are going to jump right in with dealing with some of the myths about about empathy and dealing with some of the um, the misconceptions and proposing some ideas. And as I always say, the things I talk about and the things I share have to deal with my way and my personal experiences. Your way and your personal experiences with empathy may be different. And frankly, I'd love to hear about them. So uh, for the premiere of this episode, that uh, I am in the chat room right now live. So if you want to log into the chat room, for those of you who are on YouTube, if you want to log into the chat room, then you can ask me questions throughout the premiere episode. After that, please leave the any questions or comments in the comments section. And for those of you who are on Blog Talk Radio, you can make leave comments as well. And I also invite you to check out the YouTube channel. And the link is in the description for the Blog Talk Radio. So we're going to talk about um, ideas that people have about empathy. And the first myth that I want to deal with and, and the first thing that I have personally found to be untrue about empathy is that it is beyond your control, that it is something that just happens. You cannot stop it. You cannot limit it. You cannot alter it. And, and frankly, that's not true. And I've been dealing with empathy I mean, quite honestly, since before birth and my entire life, I've been empathic. And at one point, somebody asked me when I was in a moment of whining about being so open to everything, somebody asked me, well, why don't you just turn it off? Which led to a journey of discovery for me that I had not thought possible. I didn't think it was possible to turn empathy off. And the people who I spoke to about it all seem to be of the same mind that, well, this just happens and you have to deal with it and you have to, you know, there's no way you can change this. And as I looked into it, as I explored it, as I looked at what it was that empathy meant and what it was to me, I discovered that, yes, you can turn it off. You can turn it down. It is not something that you have no control over. There's a lot of things that, that we don't have control over. I don't believe empathy is one of them. And the reason I believe that so strongly and the reason that I stress that so strongly is because I did it. And, and, and it's not that I have, you know, special abilities beyond anybody else. I've studied a little bit more. I have looked at things a little bit more. And for me, once I realized that empathy was in fact a choice, whether or not it was something I wanted to utilize in that moment, completely changed my relationship with it. It completely changed. Up until that point, I kind of viewed it as, you know, in some ways, a significant burden to me. 
and growing up it was it was a definite burden it it set me apart it made me feel different it made me feel crazy you know people it's like well why are you so upset you're this isn't happening to you and because of and and anybody who grew up empathic you know remembers being called it's like oh well you're just overly dramatic or you have too much imagination or all you're doing is you want attention and when i was genuinely feeling the pain of others yeah i didn't understand what it meant i didn't understand you know why i was feeling it and other people weren't so i took that as okay there's something wrong with me and growing up dealing with it and feeling it it just became you know well i guess this is just something i have to deal with and as i started working with people even when i was young and i realized hey i could take part of this person's problem into myself remove it from them and even though then it was something that burdened me and made me feel bad at least i could help somebody else so then it became you know it's like well this is this is you know my gift and my gift is to make myself more unhappy or myself more burdened in order to lighten the burden of others so it's you know kind of goes into that martyr place so you know i've i've had a very long and interesting relationship with empathy but at the point when the possibility and the possibility came through the question why don't you just turn it off that opened up a possibility that can i just turn it off so yes and yes we will be talking about that um and and managing empathy but right now i just really want to um stress that this doesn't have to be you know, an absolute in your life if you don't choose it to be now i know there are people who you know for whatever reason just want to flow with it maybe they feel that that's what they have to do as a healer maybe it allows them to um you know have excuses not to go into certain situations you know it's like well you know i'm empathic so that's too difficult a situation for me to be in so it does give you permission to avoid certain things so the idea that well considering empathy like any other tool that you would use whether it's an energetic healing modality whether or not it's it's a particular form of prayer there's a point when it's initiated and it's initiated because there is an idea that it somehow serves that situation but there's a point when it's turned on you know for reiki there's the point when you call it in and you know you do the work or for any other energetic healing there is that point of initiation of the energy and for most people who are empathic it's just always on it's it there's no point when there is choice and the fact that it is there is a level of choice in it and and even if you don't believe it right now just just kind of go with me okay just just entertain the possibility that you don't always have to feel everything so if it is a choice then how do we create it as a choice um how do we take that and go okay this is a part of me 
This is an aspect of me. This is one of my tools. Now, the question is, do I need this tool right now? If you're working with somebody and, you know, you think that maybe, you know, either you need to utilize empathy to understand better what they're going through so that way you can create a dialogue or if, you know, if the person is just so wounded and so kind of, you know, out of it that you can utilize empathy to be able to create a connection to help guide them out of a dark place, to allow them to trust you and, you know, to resonate with you and to allow you to, uh, you know, be able to lead them out of some place so that they can reach that point of equilibrium and choice. The first question I ask myself in situations is, is my empathy necessary right now? Is sympathy sufficient? Is compassion sufficient? Or is this a situation, it's like, you know what? I really don't have something to do in this. This is their process, it's not mine. Maybe I'm just supposed to witness and, you know, deal with it externally and let that person handle it themselves. Yeah, you know, empathy, you know, to me is as as I said before, you know, sympathy is I feel bad for you. Empathy is I feel bad for you and I have to get involved in order for me to feel okay. So, yeah, take it's it is about taking responsibility for your own feelings, for what you um how you respond to things. And if you just feel like you want to feel bad for them, you can do that without empathically connecting. You can show sympathy for someone without having to energetically connect yourself to it. And often when we're helping people, sometimes it's better not to have that empathic connection. And you know, I've been in many situations, you know, from, you know, being at someone's deathbed while the family is just really in, in huge grief around me, you know, going into, I do uh, prison clergy visits. So, you know, being in that environment and, and when you're an empath and you walk into a prison, there is a definite level of, okay, we need to stay in our box. We need to stay separate. That is necessary in order to be able to go into that environment. Sometimes it's just, that, you know, it's, it's an overwhelming thing and you feel yourself getting sucked in to the current of the emotions of others and you don't want to be. Oh, and my phone just did something. Okay. So the idea that, um, that when you just turn that down. So when you take a look at what it is that you're doing, when you take a look at when you take a look at what is your investment, what is your purpose in that process, then take a look at whether or not you need to energetically connect to it. So, you know, myth number one, empathy is not controllable. It is not manageable. Absolutely wrong. And I, I tell you that from, from first person experience. And I am not so special that I can do something that you can't. So the next thing that I want to address about empathy that I, 
I believe it's it's not so much a, a misconception as something that I think it's a connection that a lot of people don't necessarily make. And the idea that empathy is only dealing with emotion. And and the reason I say this, and, and yes, empathy very much is about that connection to emotion. But the thing is, what is the emotion? Well, the emotion is energy. And so for me, what I've discovered is not so much that as an empath, you're connecting to somebody's emotion, you're connecting to their frequency, their spiritual frequency, the, the um, where they resonate at. You are able to create a harmony with their frequency. You match yours to theirs. And so if you think of it not so much as what is happening with the emotions as what is happening with their energy. And uh, I, I go over a lot of this in my book, Frequencies. And that was based on a very, very, very bizarre experience that I had on a beach where basically I was given a lot of information and told that I could do whatever I wanted with it, but that it would probably be a good idea to share that information. And it talked about how we resonate with one another, how someone else's frequency can either work to harmonize ours or create dissonance, and how our emotional state and how our life experiences and the stories we create around it how that can affect our ability to resonate with others as well as resonate with basically the frequency of everything. You know, whether you define it as God, the universe, however you want to do that. We can resonate at that. And we do. It's it's our natural inclination to to want to resonate to that. And there are things that prevent that. So um, there'll be a link for the book and uh, in the description. So uh, I encourage you to, to look into it. So anyway, when we talk about matching the emotions and being able to resonate with that emotion, you're resonating. It, it's sort of like dialing in a radio. And it may be that um, somebody has their energy, their emotion, because emotion, each emotion has its own little separate frequency. And maybe, you know, if you're around somebody who's angry, even if they're not saying anything, there's a vibe that they give off that is very clearly angry. You could have somebody who is, you know, in a moment of bliss. And even if you, they don't say anything, there's, you know, something about their energy that is happy, that's joyous that, you know, it, it's like they have this wonderful secret that they're not sharing, but you can, you can feel it in them. So as we feel different emotions in different ways, those are the frequencies. Those are the, the spots on the radio station. You know, it's like, you know, maybe you're tuning into K-Pist or maybe you're turning into, you know, W-Joy. So the idea that Taking the idea of emotion, because there's often a lot of judgment around emotions and the idea that feelings 
are, you know, we can have wrong feelings. You know, I, I go with the fact that a feeling is a feeling. It's neutral. It exists. Where the, the positive or negative aspect of it comes in is the story we attach to that feeling. And if we are, if we're feeling joyful because something wonderful just happened, maybe there's a new baby in the family, or maybe, you know, somebody just proposed to you or, or whatever, you know, a a joyous feeling is joy. Now, if it's for a reason that is generally, I mean, you've just been licked by a puppy as opposed to finding joy in someone having something bad happen to them or, you know, taking joy in somebody else experiencing a loss because you think they deserve it. Same joy, different frequencies, definitely different frequencies to the same base emotion. So if you look at it that, you know, the, the joy from something wonderful and loving happening versus the joy of, oh yeah, you know, stick it to them. You know, those are two different things. They will affect the person in the same way, but they will each feel differently. And that's that difference in frequency. You know, you could have like a musical pitch. You could have like a note, you know, a a C, you know, there's middle C and there's, you know, upper range C, you know, a C in an upper octave or C in a lower octave. So these are different. These notes, you know, even though they have the same name, they have a different sound to them. They have a different resonance. So when you look at an emotion, you know, just that base emotion, it's like, okay, today I am feeling afraid. Don't explain it. Don't worry about what that fear means. You don't have to know what it means in order to experience it and honestly acknowledge it. Where the exploration comes in and where the question comes in is, why am I feeling fear? Am I feeling fear because of something that is actually happening to me? I'm, I'm being chased by a, a lion or something. Or am I feeling fear because of a story that I'm telling myself? Am I feeling fear because I've already decided what a worst case scenario in my brain is? And not only have I figured out the worst case scenario, I am pursuing it actively. I am investing energy in it and I'm creating it as a reality. So there's, there's a big difference in how we create that sort of thing and how we manifest it and, you know, and what we're, what we're choosing to put conscious thought into manifesting. Now, I am not a believer in one thinking is as bad as doing, because I think thinking is a natural part of the process. What we do is choice. I am also not someone who supports, well, you know, if you say that, you know, something bad is going to happen, that it's necessarily going to happen. I don't believe that either. I believe the universe is way smarter than that, that there is a guiding consciousness in the universe that says, yeah, okay, I know what you're thinking. I know what, you know, even if you're focusing on it, no, this is not what is meant to happen in this case. So it's not going to. So, you know, I don't go with that cause and effect thing. Do I believe that we can 
shift things. We can, we can kind of bend the flow of something that say, if, if it could go one way or the other, I do believe how we look at things and how we perceive things can shift stuff. And then that has a part to do with that aspect of frequency, considering what you connect with. And also the idea of removing emotion from it. And if you deal with that energy as a frequency, that means that you can connect with anything that you can connect with, you know, a stone that you can connect with a plant. You can connect with, um, you know, your car, you can, whatever it is, everything has a frequency because everything breaks down subatomic particles, all that science. So the idea that everything has a frequency, which means that it broadens the idea that you could sit and place your hand on the soil and you can feel the life coming through it. You know, you can sit and lean up against the tree. You can touch water and feel that connection with water. You know, you could feel the energy, not just the heat energy, but you can feel the frequency of fire. So once you, you know, expand, you know, you don't have to stop relating it to emotion because there is an aspect of emotion in it. But if you can expand your view of it, that it's more than just emotion, it's energy. And it is the specific frequency of the energy you're dealing with, then it opens up way more. Then you can start incorporating that ability into magic, into manifestation. So, you know, keep in mind, you know, that there is a much, there's always a bigger picture. And so what I'm trying to share is the possibility of considering that bigger picture, which is going to be necessary. And this is, this is actually a vital point of learning to control it, of learning to have it as conscious choice. You know, you could say, do I need empathy or do I not need empathy? Now, once you decide, if you decide that, okay, empathy would be a good tool to pull out of my toolkit in this situation. Once you do that, then it becomes a question of how much empathy do I need empathy at level one? Do I need empathy at level 10? So the idea that you get to be the architect and you get to mold and decide, okay, based on what I'm dealing with, this is how much empathy I need. If I'm trying to connect with someone and, you know, as I said, you know, kind of help pull them back from, you know, the edge of something, you know, where they don't have choice. They're in a state of mind where they don't have choice to be able to connect with somebody and help bring them back to a place of choice. Do I just need that a little bit or do I need it a lot? And once I see in their eyes and feel in their energy that their choice has kicked back in, that, you know, they've come back from the edge, cut it off because I don't need it at that point then I can talk to them. Then it's like, okay, you know, now let's just, let's just say, or I bring it all the way down to the lowest possible level. So it's just a comfortable little background thing, just while I make sure that they're back and, and they're steady on their feet and they're back in a place where they can choose. 
And, you know, and often empathy can be a wonderful way to help someone through an anxiety attack. You can't just tell them not to be anxious and you can't just barrel in and try to force them empathically to not be anxious. It has to be an invitation. And I mean, yes, there are those who can transmit and we're, we are going to, you know, talk about transmitting because that's the third myth I want to debunk is that empathy is only for receiving. Empathy is about transmitting as well. And for those who learn how to do it, for those who are adept or have, you know, kind of an instinctive thing, yes, you can project empathy where, you know, the normal flow would be, you know, I feel what that person feels as if it is my own feeling. When you reverse that flow and create an intention around it, then that means that person will feel what I feel or what I choose them to feel as if it's their own feeling. And this can be a very, very, very slippery slope to go down. It takes a lot of maturity to know how to utilize that in a way that does not strip someone of their free will. And to me, there is absolutely nothing more vital than someone's ability to choose. That's everything that I believe in and everything that I teach and everything that I support and that is the core of my being is about people being able to choose even if I don't agree with the choice. If I don't agree with the choice, I don't have to play in your playground, but you do have the right to choose it. There is a choice on the spectrum of light to shadow. Everyone has to find their own way. And essentially both serve the universe because we need both in order to find balance. So yeah, some people are going to go with shadow. And like I said, I don't have to support that. I don't have to play with that. I don't have to engage in that. And... I can't change them. I can't make them choose. They could choose on their own, and I hope they do. And it's their right. You know, if somebody has an opposing political point of view to me, you know, I'm not going to stop them. I'm not going to tell them they can't feel that way. I just say, you know what? You know, that may be your thing, but it's not mine. So I'm going to go hang out with the people who, you know, I, I enjoy more and doing the things I enjoy more. So keep that in mind that as you explore empathy, as you look at empathy, as you expand your definition of what that is, and by expanding the definition, you expand the possibilities within it. You can tap into things within yourself and tap into things around you that you had no idea you could tap into. Those who can, you know, influence the wind, those who can, you know, connect with weather, those who can, uh, you know, connect with the earth and with other people. Yeah, you know, that's, that fundamentally it is empathy, but it's empathy focusing on frequency, on energy, and not just limiting it to emotion. So... I want you to think about that stuff. Next week, 
we're going to be talking about specific things about the, the, the actual manifestation and management of empathy. But it was really important. I really felt it important that first we expand our definition of it and we take a look at the things. Now, these are the things that are true for me. What is true for you? What is your belief system around your empathy? And if it is a limited belief system, can you consider the possibility that there's a bigger picture? So think about that. If you have any questions or comments, please, you know, leave them for me. And uh, if there are any questions, I will address them in next week's, uh, next week's episode. So um, thank you for joining me. And if you would like to support this channel, you can like this video. You can share this video. If, if there are any other people who you know who are having issues with empathy, this month is, is the month to uh, let them know. It's like, okay, there's this, you know, lady with this hat who talks about empathy. And, you know, this is something that, you know, some folks might be able to find some really wonderful help with. You know, there's excellent opportunities in empathy. And I want everybody who has that inclination to be able to make the most of what it is and to be able to feel empowered in the application of it. So if you would like to support this channel in a slightly bigger way, uh, you can go to the link, the Patreon link and become a sponsor. And so there are different things at different levels um, for sponsorship from a shout out thank you to uh, twice a month to have a private one-on-one -on -one uh, session with me where we can talk about whatever it is that you would like to talk about. So uh, check out the Patreon page and just be happy and don't be afraid of empathy. Don't resent empathy. It's you. It's a part of you. It's a part of everybody. And you can really do some amazing things with it. So again, thank you for joining me. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and class dismissed. <laughs>